welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. Except the blood of your door and the white they mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house, where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount, you can even buy it out. Essence of your entire political identity. You might be a white supremacist. Welcome. Oh, look, we got the top two together. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow, I'm messing up. I'm messing up. Bam! What you know about men like Jasiri with the shades? <laughs> <laughs> man, like we got the we got the 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 matching shirts. You know what I'm saying? True, true twinning and putting effect. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah, out to Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Like large up five pillars. All the men. Yeah. Yes, yes. So welcome to uh, this week in white supremacy. I am, you know, men like Jasiri with the shades. You know what I'm saying? Co-founders. <laughs> Uh, Boyhood Media. I'm joined by my my twin brother. You know, <laughs> man, like Sai with the shades. You know, I don't know how to behave. You know, the fresh one with the flavor from one hood, full time supervillain, part time hater, all that good stuff. Yes, indeed. And you know, not to be outdone, is that as that's our our wonder triplet for today. No, I'm just like the blueprint. <laughs> I'm just like the blueprint. It's okay. You know, I created the wonder twin, you know, thing going on. Not everybody wants to copy. It's okay. I'm the inspiration. <laughs> you know, it's all right. You know, it's your girl miracle. I'm here. It's it's okay. I've been abandoned and left behind by my twin, but it's fine. I'm gonna work it out. <laughs> No, don't but love I'm, me now. Don't love why, me now. It's all right. Why? Why, why can't it just be um, that you have another twin? Like you, just a, another twin to. So it's the triplets now. Like we're growing. Yeah. <laughs> growing and no, um, is expanding. Exactly. That would be yes. nice. Sure, we can expand. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's okay. We can be a family. Oh, yes, we're we're family. We're together. We're together. What's yeah. four? Septuplets. Quadruple, quadruplets. Quadruplets. Yes, we yes. family quadruplets. Yes, and we just you know next time we buy our shirts, we're just gonna get everybody a shirt. Yeah, we just gotta get everybody. Yeah, just put it on the one hook card and just business expense. Hook it up. Hook it up. Mister NLS, what's going on, my brother? Trevor NLS, you know what I'm saying one hood hippie, just here to bring the uh, peace. Hey, um, hey, brother. Well, you, you're right on time because the one thing that's missing in this world right now is peace, man. It yes. is crazy right now. You know, it's a lot happening in the world, of course. You know, the last few days we saw, um, you know, horrifying images from Afghanistan. You know, people trying to leave Afghanistan. You saw a plane with like 700 people on it, people hanging from the plane. And, you know, this was, you know, the United States withdrawing, you know, from Afghanistan. And, you know, almost immediately after this withdrawal, you know, Afghanistan falls. Um, people, uh, a lot of people have critiqued Joe Biden about it. And so Joe Biden came out and, you know, he has some words um, for all those people who wanted to know, like, what is he going to say about Afghanistan? Let's play a little bit of Biden's, you know, response to 
you know, the tragedy that we're seeing unfold before our eyes in Afghanistan. I stand squarely behind my decision. Facing fierce blowback for the chaos that ensued after. One thing a white man going to do is make a terrible decision and stand squarely and double down of the evacuation, saying that while the Taliban's rise was quicker than expected, Afghanistan's political leaders fled the country and left behind an Afghan army unwilling to fight the militant Islamists. This did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. So what's happened? Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. Blame Afghanistan for the problem. Collapsed sometime without trying to fight. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. He has also blamed his predecessor, former President Donald Trump. You could pause it right there. Um, You know, just kind of. I guess initial responses, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we know, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about the, you know, the United States quote unquote nation building, but like, how can it be nation building if you leave and a week later, you know what I'm saying? Um, we see, you know, the fall of the quote unquote nation you were building. Um, what's your general reaction to not only what's happening in Afghanistan, but just Biden's response of like, basically kind of like you know fuck y'all like you know like it is what it is we're gonna move on and you got to deal with what you got to deal with i think well i think it's very important like language matters if you're saying this happened more quickly you're saying you expected this to happen regardless and then that's how i'm taking it so i don't understand at what point did they decide to victim blame and just like wipe their hands of this horrible situation that they created to me the silver lining is that so many folks are understanding why you know invading other countries is pointless why our military wasting military resources to literally just harass and murder and create genocide against brown people is unnecessary. And I think people are waking up, but this just shows how horrible American foreign policy is and has always been, at least in the modern era since the Vietnam Korean war, we do America does not win wars. We literally just take over other countries. And then once we're done with them, we leave them in disarray and let them fend for themselves by also requiring millions of billions of dollars and fees and stuff be paid back to us. This is just exposing how horrible the white supremacist international foreign policy of America really is. And for Macron and all of these world EU world leaders talk about they're not taking in Afghan um, refugees. They're going to limit everything. They're going to, you know, restart negotiations with Turkey to make sure people don't come into their borders. It really is just showing how much our Western American governments really do not care about black and brown folks. Absolutely. And, it, and it's really like that idea. And, you know, why are we we're, we're, why were we in Afghanistan? Because we're trying to, you know, basically take their resources. You know what I'm saying? Put a pipeline there, get the oil, whatever resources that we want to get. And then it's like once once we take those resources or do whatever we want, those resources. And then now you on your own. And, you know, and we, we talked about it a little bit before with that 
um, wild TV show that they tried to do. But then also, you know, you're 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 also not, you know, there were Afghani people that actually risked their lives to help the United States governments on their mission. Now a lot of them can't even get uh, uh, where you promised them visas or you promised them passport, you promised them entry into the United States, and now denying them entry, denying them passports, leaving them to die. And so, but you know, like you said, like this is historically um, how black and brown folks' interaction with white supremacy ends up, right? You know, they come and you're you, you're you're their friend when they can use you for their own benefit, and then once that's up, you know, you get dropped off to kind of fend for yourself. And so it should be a lesson moving forward for these countries that want to engage or interact with, you know, the United States or European, these European powers is they're just going to use you for their own benefit. And then when they're done with you, you know, leave you to die. And that's that's exactly what we see happening. Farouk, what's your take? Much like what you just said, you know, the destabilization of Afghanistan over the past, what, 40 years that there's been military occupations there has always been about resources, opium and oil. Um, and then, of course, the destabilization or the further degradation of the economic state of Afghanistan was always prioritized by the British, by the Soviets, and 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 um, lastly by the Americans, who have had the longest occupation in the in, in documented history since you know Alexander the Great, really and truly. Um, the thing that's alarming about the 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 narrative, the language that Miracle was saying was calling them Islamists. When you're calling somebody an Islamist. You're broad stroke painting the entire religion once again with this negative connotation that we're all tyrants or that we're all oppressors and, you know, murderers and all these different things. The fact of the matter remains is that America is exactly what it tells people to fear. Worldwide, America is the foreign invader. It is the illegal immigrant. America is the person that comes to your bed or, you know, comes from under your bed at night and does all the horrible things to your children and your loved ones. That's what America is. And that's what America has done since there has been America. I would like to highlight that there are Afghan refugees seeking asylum and being granted asylum here in Pittsburgh coming very soon. And I want to say something here for the very good Christians that we have tuning in that are speaking out against uh, the Afghan arrival or just anywhere, just any place that seeks asylum. Hebrew, Hebrews 13, 1 through 3 says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you, as if you were together with them in prison, and those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. That's what the Bible say about taking in refugees. So please keep that which, same energy. I mean, you know, bro, when they read the Bible, it's that asterisk. And then you go down below and it says white only. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the strangers, the prisoners, if they white, they get that, you know, and that's kind of why we got the show, you know. And and then just to, you know, to kind of uh, co-sign what you were saying, um, that it's also interesting to watch, um, you know, because like, I, you know, those of us that voted and encouraged folks to vote, it was like, you know, it's always this conversation around the lesser of two evils, but the reality was the withdrawal of, of Afghanistan um, was one of those. This was something that Trump trumpeted, you know, wanted to do, talked about we needed to do. Why are we in these endless wars? And it shows like even if you adopt, you know, because a lot of times these Democrats are like, we want to be centrist and we want to 
do something. So even though you adopted this policy that Trump and these Republicans wanted, they still, you know what I'm saying, are giving you the blame for it. It's best to just do, you know what I'm saying, the things that we elected you to do and not worried about. It's always this thing of worried about how it'll play it out or how people look or you know, we have to do stuff for both sides and we need this bipartisanship. Well, how does that look now where the, the Trump who, you know, months ago echoed this very policy is now saying this is the greatest failure. And now folks are, you know, these same Republicans are calling for Biden um, to be impeached. And so it just shows the, 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 the stupidness of this idea that it has to be some type of bipartisanship with folks that could care less about, you know, your survival or really even, you know, somebody had put something on Twitter, which I thought was really powerful that said, you know, why would we think that American would care about Afghani uh, people when American don't even give a damn about his own citizens? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even care about American citizens. So why would we think that America would then care about what's happening in Afghanistan or Lebanon or, you know, which is also facing atrocities um, uh, or Haiti? You know, which which had, you know, uh, another uh, earthquake. Um, and, and, you know, uh, at least with Haiti, people are uh, we already know about Red Cross. We already know not to give any money to the Red Cross because they really didn't give anything back to the Haiti people. They just improved themselves. And so at least now folks are saying, like, here are Haitian led organizations that are actually doing the work in the communities don't give to the Red Cross. Um, any other comments, Trouble? So, first I want to say I appreciate us having this conversation right now because I'm still, like, educating myself on everything happening in Afghanistan. But um, just off hearing what y'all are saying and seeing what I've been seeing on social media and stuff like that, it's like America kind of reminds me of that partner that you might have had or come across or that person that you might have seen who had a vibe that was off just to later find out <laughs> he has NPD, you know what I'm saying? Narcissistic personality disorder. And this is like an open display of that narcissism. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're buddy-buddy with you when they can get stuff from you. They're cool with you when you serve their cause and when you support their rhetoric. But as soon as they can like no longer gain from the partnership, it's cold shoulder. They just kind of like push you off to the side. And then they start gaslighting you about the experience saying, oh, that it didn't happen like that. It actually happened like this. They start putting out a bunch of, you know, news coverages, documentaries, trying to paint the picture in a way that like benefits their story. Like, no, no, yeah. this is what happened. You know, updating their Instagram story. And you're like, that ain't the truth. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? <laughs> putting them lies on your Instagram story. Um, I, you know, I, I did want to ask you all because um, a lot of people kind of tried to make a connection between the Taliban kind of, you know, there were these videos of the Taliban going into these different uh, homes, going into the gym. But a lot of people kind of made this correlation between the Taliban going into um, these places to what happened on January 6th with, you know, what, you know, have, I guess have been dubbed Vanilla ISIS. It's one of the, you know, one of the dubs of the folks that ran up in the in the capital. Do you make that correlation between? Um, do you all make the correlation between what we saw happen in January sixth with these, you know, Trump supporters attempting to overturn the election, going up in the capital, to what we saw the Taliban doing um, in Afghanistan? 
I mean, if you're invited to take over, you're invited to take over. So on both situations, it is what it is. And I was will also say, you know, on Monday on One Hood Power Hour, we had Sadoff on who was talking about the situation. And on um, next Monday, we'll have another um, Afghan couple also talking about the situation. But I think it's very important. Like, yes, it's the same thing. It's these American-backed people, right? Because the Taliban was created and, and backed and financed by America, trained by America. Um, the, 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 the two de facto leaders, um, one has been in Guantanamo for a few years. Another was working at, um, a U.S. led, like, NGO. So this is, these are, for lack of a better word, American finance people who were invited to take over a country and were, on their cell phone. Like, it was the weirdest thing. It was like they were on their cell phones, like, going live in these various buildings, just like the people in the Capitol were during the insurrection. It was, like, the same thing. Put, sitting on the desk, like, r- touching the... It was... It looked exactly the same. If anybody has any questions about the Taliban and why they were where they were, why they do what they do, everything like that, Please reference this photo right here of the Reagan era administration inviting the Taliban to the White House for a sit down in order for them to get to uh, get the Soviets out of Afghanistan. So the White House, the CIA, the American tax dollar has been paying for the Taliban since the early 80s. They've been funding them. They've been sponsoring them. They've trained them. The Taliban is doing exactly what they came to do, which is why the American military had absolutely no answer for what they could do in Afghanistan. Here's the photo right here in case anybody thought I was chatting shit. That's the Taliban with President Ronald Reagan in the White House and I believe his first term. So this isn't anything new. The Taliban were able to work with the American military in order to suppress the peoples, to suppress the local insurrectionists, whatever you want to call them in order for them to be able to successfully take over 85% of the country within a day or two of the American and the allied forces leaving the country. The reason why they were able to do so so efficiently and so quickly is because the Americans paid them to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, a point to make. And it's like, you know, kind of like what Treble says, you know, they're, they'll try to paint this opposite picture but just want everybody to do your due diligence, do your research. Um, you know, if you if you missed the last episode of One Hood Power, it's on our Facebook page. Go back and watch One Hood Power. Tune into One Hood Power this Monday at me, 7 p.m. Like, get, your, get, 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 get educated. I just want to lodge up Sadaf real quick, who uh, tomorrow morning will be leaving on a flight to Macedonia to aid the um, the Afghan people that are seeking asylum right now. So lodge up our sister Sadaf, man. You know, Masalama. May, may, may God carry you and thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I guess speaking on kind of the intersection of the Taliban and January 6th, you know, Trump came out last week. If we go into like, what the fuck did Trump do now? <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the things that, of course, on January 6th, um, a woman, um, Ashley Babbitt, was killed by the police. Um, it's on video attempting to breach um, this part of the Capitol where Congress people and senators were. Um, she attempted to go in. She was shot and killed by police. And so it is kind of, as somebody who have watched 
Like we watched innocent, unarmed black people on video be killed by police and have watched, you know, and 99.9% .9 of all occasions, these, you know, politicians kind of surround the cops and put on Blue Lives Matter flags and all that. Now, Donald Trump is called, actually called the Capitol Police Officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, a murderer. Trump's also saying that we know who this officer is as if he's going to like, basically, I guess, put him out there. Um, and, and, and so like, what do you all think about, you know, here, you know, supposedly the, the Blue Lives Matter, you know, group, a, a lot of these people had Blue Lives Matter flags as they were beating cops. A lot of these people who were charged with beating cops were also cops or ex-cops. Like, it, what the hell? I mean, it's almost like mind-boggling to watch. What is this white supremacist kind of tearing themselves apart? What the hell is going on? White, white supremacy is a mother that will eat its own young given the opportunity. That's what it looks like. Um, miracle? Has has the shooter been like? Has he been revealed? He has not been revealed. Oh, for because for some reason I thought it was like a Justine Diamond situation where the officer may have been, you know, African American. So I may have gotten like the wrong like information. But I think that he's playing to his base. You know, there was this um, officer who got. You know, they said he what he put out like he loves his country but he hates his government as a white supremacist and the the police said they're not going to like fire him because there's no proof that he's tied to like a white supremacist organization it's like he's just throwing the baby out with the bathwater because he knows something is going to stick somewhere and he's okay with that they're picking and choosing what officers stand with them because the Capitol police officers were standing with the Democrats, right? So those are not the type of blue lives that matter. The type of blue lives wow. that matter are the insurrection. So wait, miracle. Blue, blue lives have exceptions too? <laughs> White supremacy I mean, is elastic. It always has exceptions and qualifications mm, and will always it, put people out. Like, it, it's just like you have, Trump is building people who are loyal to him. Right, it's not loyal to the GOP. It's not loyal to America. It's to him as a person. Yes. Which begs the question: What's going to happen when this seventy-plus-year-old man is no longer living on this earth? What are all of his followers going to do? Yeah. Um, but that's how he's able to pick and choose what police officers he likes and which police officers he doesn't. Right. It's interesting because it's similar to this, like Afghanistan. Like we're going to support you up until the point where you do something that we don't like. And it's like, it's not like the Capitol police showed up that day to like try to fight Trump supporters. You know what I'm saying? They, they got a job to them. I mean, this is what they always say, right? They're just doing their job. They're just doing their job. They're just protecting, you know what I'm saying? And so like, it's, it's you know, I, I wouldn't even say that they're necessarily standing with Democrats. They're talking about these Trump supporters and white supremacists that, you know, beat them to into their lives in some cases. And the idea that, like, you know, just because they were Trump supporters, all of a sudden, like, now, you know, we're leaving you alone. Now you're a murderer. Trump is saying that they should be prosecuted. There should be justice for her. And so it would be interesting to see if this would actually lead to some type of a revealing of what the officer's name is, some type of uh, uh, a prosecution of this officer. Or, I mean, these, these people ran up in the Capitol 
would they try to do some type of vigilante, you know, um, um, stuff with this officer? And I think this is what, you know, and there was this conversation with, ironically, with CNN's legal analysis, Jeffrey Tubin, And, you know, if you don't know what this dude has done before, maybe if you Google it, don't be at work because this dude. <laughs> no, no, he's a wild, he's a wild boy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but he just put out an article saying that uh, Trump should not be prosecuted. And so it's like, OK, well, if he if he should be prosecuted for all of the different crimes he did, including inciting this riot, then you actually allow for something like this to happen again. They're already saying people are also being as violent. He's saying the radical left must not get away with this. We must have justice. So how are you going to get justice, Trump? What are you all going to do? It's past August 13th. How are we going to get this man in the office? And so, like, it's actually setting the table for some type of situation to happen here, like we just happened in Afghanistan. And the fact that, like, you know, it looks like the Democratic Party is going to allow this shit to happen. It's just, you know, it's wild. I mean, protect yourself. You know what I mean? That's all. Just, it's falling apart with eyes, man. There's nothing we can do except for just tweet through the ends of like, <laughs> our lifetime. Like all we gotta do is go on social media and be like, another place fell again. Like the outside shooting again. Like it's it's what we're going to it's going to happen. Like yeah. there's nothing we're we're not going to have a civil war. Like we are not prepared to just start going through and just like shooting people up. And it's going to happen because. I don't, don't want to jump ahead, but if you look at these people during these mass mandate hearings and how almost oh moves to violence they are just because people want their kids to wear a mask. Yes. It's it's to the point now. I just seen something on Facebook where this teacher was saying she, she quit her job because she wanted to come to school without a muzzle on and she's refusing to muzzle her children. And she's, ur- she's urging all these other educators across the country to not wear a muzzle and to stand up for what you believe in and not the brainwashing of the children. Let's COVID be them. Having on a mask just helps hygiene practices, right? Who the fuck started calling it? People don't even wash their hands, they people or their legs. So they don't like, to wash, they, they they go into the pool and they think that's enough showers for the week, right? Like we hygiene is not gonna help. Telling them it's about hygiene is people don't know how to wash their booty holes. So I don't think that telling them to wear a mask because hygiene is going to help the argument. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, so I'm one sorry. Thing I, do, I want to add something to the conversation. Please do. So I feel like when I, when I see what Trump is saying about the cop and what happened to that woman in the Capitol building, I, I, I see the emotion that he's feeling. And to that, I raise the question of, that this is exactly why cops should not be killing civilians or shooting to kill. You know what I'm saying? This is exactly why we don't need militarized police force dealing with civilians in ways that are like, basically like, as we see on camera, almost intended to take a life. You know what I'm saying? So like this almost proves the issue that we have been trying to amplify about the police from 2020 and beyond. Like, even before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think with trouble, you know, this was, this wasn't like a person, this wasn't Dwayne Wright who had a registration and, you know, had a warrant and tried to run away. These were people actually trying to attack the Capitol. They were trying to get to these Congress people. They were trying to 
overturn this election um, because they wanted to see a Trump presidency. That's a little bit different um, in terms of... Yeah, go ahead, uh, I would just say it's different, but now they want to have a discourse about police usage of firearms around the civilians. Now right. you want to have that conversation because it was against someone in your constituency. Yes. The elasticity, yes. The, the elasticity of white supremacy is miracle. So eloquently said, look, I'm stealing that from now on. White supremacy wow. is elastic. That shit's hot. I'm not going to lie to you. That shit is hot. But yes. that shows that, that, that goes that yeah. rubber band just now encapsulated somebody else. It's like, oh, this is one of ours. Yeah. We have to protect them from the American police. Not Trump's right. American police, but the American, the Democratic. That's exactly police. what I was trying to say. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. Right. right. Also, now the right. discourse is being had around should police officers be murdering civilians all because mm. Ashley Babbitt lost. So now they're going to try to make her a martyr. That's what's going to yes. happen. They're going to try yes. to make Ashley Babbitt a martyr because yes. she tried to and failed create an insurrection in a coup d'etat on the White yeah. House or the Capitol at, building, rather. At, as another one of these people that were ex-military, but I think just to get to the point that Miracle was saying about these, the mentality of these people, because, you know, we saw, you know, a story and it, the story went viral because of the picture that they used, but one of these QAnon supporters that killed his own children, if you could pull that picture up, Gary, um, that killed his own children um, because he thought his kids would destroy the world, and, you know, one of the reasons that the story went viral is because, you know, somebody had posted a picture earlier was like, you know, this is how photos be looking in headlines when a white man kills his entire family. And literally a white man who killed his children gets the we're in the water photo with the children, not the mugshot, not anything else. You know what I'm saying? But I think it just goes to, like you said, Miracle, the mentality of these people is like if you're so you know, obsessed with Trump and he won the election and, you know, all this stuff. You don't want to wear a mask. You don't even know it was the Trump vaccine. He got vaccinated, but that doesn't matter to you. It's like we're seeing a mentality of people that are, just like you said, you're ready to be violent. I mean, we saw it here in Pittsburgh. We saw um, a group of armed people go to um, um, the, the city county building downtown fully armed because of mask mandates because they simply had to put on a mask ironically you know these people who went down there with their ak-47s had and their their white supremacist insignias you know the republican candidate for mayor of pittsburgh tony moreno not only met with these people but also like big them up you know what i'm saying and is doing like mad rallies with them and wendy bell and all this so we are seeing like a mentality that's like Facts be damned, science be damned, you know what I'm saying? Anything black or brown be damned, like Black Lives Matter or terrorists, but yet you're showing up with not just a regular gun, but full machine gun, full body armor, but you're a patriot. And so it, it, when you talk about white supremacy is elastic, I mean, goddamn, you know what I'm saying? This shit looking like Mr. Fantastic out this mug, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? Yeah, and they and I know the rally this weekend that they were holding. A lot of people have been like dropping out, but that's why history is so important. 
And there was this documentary I watched, I can't remember what it was called. But like after the fall of the Nazi empire, a lot of people killed themselves and their families because they couldn't imagine living in a world where, where Nazis weren't in charge. And we're think we're going to see more people killing themselves and others, also community members, because they don't want to live in a world without this, these Trumpian leaders. And we really have to be prepared. Like, None of our, our elected officials or our school districts are adequately prepared to even have these conversations. We're literally seeing people here in the Allegheny County area. A person did the Hell Hitler salute when somebody was saying you had to wear a mask, man. Like you had to yes. wear a mask. And I have worn masks since I was seven because I'm immunocompromised. I've been sick all my life. I've all, it, there are so many different types of masks you can buy. There's masks for athletes, masks for people who are allergic to plastic and this different things. There's so many things that you can buy. There's even see-through masks. Like I, I get the slippery slope argument, but again, it ties back into Islamophobia because there's this meme where it's like 2020, it's a mask. 2021, it's a face covering. 2022 is like a full on hijab. And I don't understand how people have made so many jumps, but at the end of the day, I am very afraid. What's it going to look like when we have to go down and go to the city county building and, and give testimony or do court watch or all type of stuff and be forced to be around people who aren't going to mask in order to vote. You know, we have voting, come, all this type of stuff. I don't think we are prepared as a society to deal with all the fallout while we have this Delta and now Lambda variant just like rearing its ugly head. It's, I don't think any of us are safe at all in any type of way, shape or form. You know what? What this is? Oh, okay, go ahead, bro. This isn't exactly all white pages, but I feel like it would be important to drop this right now. This is just like Animal Farm. Has anybody ever read Animal Farm by George Orwell? This shit is exactly the same. George Orwell was on one with, with, with you know, nineteen eighty four and Animal Farm in Brazil and all that. He was but a time like, traveler, of course, he was on one. Ha- yeah, had to have been man. He had to have been. But no, so it's just like yeah, allegedly, yeah. But what Miracle was saying right now, there is a legit fear in the ill-equipped, the, 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 the fact that people are ill-equipped to have these conversations. Because what's going to happen with is white Americans react with fear towards everything. We have refugees coming right now. Time with this Delta and this Lambda variant. Well, we're looking at another lockdown right at the change of the seasons. The school's coming back in. Football's about to happen. And then Thanksgiving. You know, all this is like primed up for like the America season finale once again, right? This year's America season finale is probably going to go out with fireworks and some wild shit, all because of this rhetoric that the media is just pumping through. And that's why we do this show right here is to kind of cut through all the bullshit, right? Uh, uh, a good friend of uh, One Hood and, you know, a fantastic human being, uh, Mathel Hassan, who's a writer on Ramy, said famously said, no media is objective. But what we're doing right here is we're trying to cut through all this shit because we're about to see something unprecedented, right? Well, we've been seeing unprecedented shit. Every year, the shit just keeps getting wilder and wilder and wilder. And right now, with Trump calling a police officer a murderer, trying to create another insurrection going into the fall, timed up with this Delta variant, man, this shit about to be wild. Does it it bother you all that... um 
you know, uh, uh, Tony Moreno, who in Pittsburgh is a Republican ca candidate for mayor. Um, he was the Democratic candidate for mayor, and then he lost in the Democratic primary, so he went to the Republicans. Does it bother you all that he met with this group that um, although the group says like they're not white supremacists, they have this white supremacist ideology, obviously is super armed. Um, does it, I, I guess, I guess if he meets with Wendy Bell, why should it surprise us? But is this something, I mean, for me, I look at it and say, we're in this city that the FBI said had one of the highest um, um, activities, white supremacist activities of all cities in the United States of America. And, you know, here's this candidate that is, you know, big enough these folks meeting with these folks. You know, what do y'all think? How do y'all feel about it? Shit, that's regular. We we knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> like, I don't see why anybody another day, like, another racist day in Pittsburgh, brother. <laughs> he came out. He came out as the police mayor, right? That's what he said. It was like I was yeah. a former police officer. You know, he come on, bro. We expected what, what, this from the jump, man. What What bothers me is that he actually like tried to say. I mean. He, he said, calls himself a minority. He put his ancestry.com on his website. That shit, man. <laughs> and it's like, shit. bro, you realize if you got to put your ancestry.com on your website, you're white. I mean, that's like a super yeah. white thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you're See, white. See, when I you know said that last week, y'all said I was bullying y'all racially ambiguous folks. And I just, I just want my <laughs> You are justified, miracle. <laughs> I mean, no, it's real. You got to bust out with, oh, you know, the. And I guess they said he took it off his website, but it said he was like nineteen percent indigenous. I don't know, man, but like, bro, I mean, you if, know, if he, just, I don't know how. Thing. So he wants the one drop. If he was culturally raised, um, I believe I may like Mex. I believe it was Mexican and indigenous. That's his culture, and again. We can't, you know, label and define, you know, what people's ethnicities or how they identify. Sure. Um, but I think it's also very telling when people lean into who they are only when it's convenient. I want, I would like to know what was, and again, we're, we we have invited him to the One Head Power Forum, so I hope he shows up. But I would like to know, like, what was this? Um, ethnically, racially ambiguous person doing while they were a cop? Like, how are they pushing back against white supremacy? We've had local officers be char be a part of white supremacist groups, falsify evidence, lie on people, assault people, all type of things. So if he is this 20 plus year veteran of the police force, I would like to know, like, what he has done. He, we talked to, you know, people like... That's um, a great question. Um, Tiffany and Commander Holmes, and they're always talking about how they've changed the culture, community policing, going back, doing mental health and different things. So I would like to see, you know, what he says. But to your question, I, I call this area Pennsylvania and other and other things. I'm not. I'm never surprised when I see like white supremacy. I am surprised that people are so shocked. Like the situation that happened in Mount Lebanon or Fox Chapel. Like he like, oh my gosh, racism happens here. And it's like, it does. And I yeah. need you to be aware because I'm very, I don't want to speak negativity, but I'm very scared that as we move and as we come into the anniversary of the tree of life and Dulane Cameron being murdered, that we are going to start to see uh, more white supremacist violence. There have been right. 
multiple white supremacist attacks all around Allegheny County in the past like six months. A lot of stuff hasn't been reported like on the news, but there's been a lot of people, people I know who've gotten jumped and beaten up. So I'm very, I'm very nervous. And again, because <laughs> the administration's are not proactively engaged in the situation publicly, I don't think there's going to be a response to protect the community when crap hits the fan. No, I think you make a great point. And, um, you know, somebody actually put Windsor Forum, I believe it's August 4th, I mean, I'm sorry, October 4th is going to be the forum. Um, it'll be on One Hood Power Hour. Actually, very soon we're going to put out um, an announcement of all the different forums, our candidate forums and election forums coming out uh, on One Hood Power Hour because part of what um, you know, one of the power is 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 uh, uh, attempting to do, and I think doing is educating folks about the election um, and the power of, of voting locally. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. But just on that, like you said, Miracle, I mean, we had a police video, a Pittsburgh police, and you know, we're coming off of a Pittsburgh police officer that was, um, I guess they had a Facebook page, and then it got exposed, and all these officers were, you know, dissing Black Lives Matter and sharing all these negative memes. A Pittsburgh police officer was caught doing the same thing on his Facebook page. But this past week, a video came out of Pittsburgh police officers actually beating people on the south side in Pittsburgh. The south side is funny. You know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm out of town and was just telling people about like, hey, there's this area in Pittsburgh called the south side where black people know like that's not the place for us to go <laughs> have fun, go to no bars, nothing. So it's ironic that this happened on the south side. Not ironic, I guess. Um, and so if you could pull up that video, Gary, and we'll just show you a little bit of this video and what, what happened. And I guess this is under investigation now. KDK is getting answers after a violent weekend encounter with officers on the south side was caught on camera. Bryce Jones Ken is here with the video, which is now under investigation by Pittsburgh police. Bryce. Well, the incident happened inside the Cambodia Can Kitchen on East Carson Street. The person who recorded this video tells me she was walking over to grab food around 2.30 Monday morning when the brawl broke out. You can see this group of people coming to blows. The video shows at least two men throw several punches toward somebody on the ground. Several officers storm over, toss one of the men out of the way as if they're trying to break up the brawl. But on camera, it appears some mm -hmm. of the officers start throwing their own punches and even it some appears. elbows as people scream in terror. However, information surrounding the situation is scarce, which is why the Independent Citizen Police Review Board tells me body cam video will play a critical role in this investigation. You, you can stop it right now because we know what's going on. To be a police review board ain't gonna do a damn thing because they ain't done a damn thing about no. Was it a black person they was beating up or was it a white person? Um, I don't. I I I thought it. I heard it was. I read it was a black person. I, you know, is it wrong to just assume it's <laughs> Pittsburgh police? I mean, they throwing blows. They don't be throwing hands with white people. You know what I'm saying? And they be talking I, crazy I, to them. So right, I'm gonna just. Assume, I was but like, I on the south side, the the Pittsburgh police will f anybody up at, at any true. given yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah everybody's fair game that on the south side for the Pittsburgh true. police, man. They yeah, they they get busy because they. Yo, they what if Tony Moreno was yeah. one of these like? What if Tony <laughs> Moreno was out here throwing hands with black people on the south side and shit like? I bet he I was. Mean, that's what I'm saying. Years ago, like, Pittsburgh was a was a super violent city. It, but it, it is. It's a question of like, and I think it goes back to like, are we going to be able to ask this guy questions about his candidacy? And I think that's one of the questions that we want to ask. Like, okay, we saw this video, Tony. 
We see these officers throwing like blows. That doesn't look like an attempt to break up a fight. That looks like an attempt to escalate violence. Like you're adding to the violence, you're escalating the violence. You know, is this the type of policing that you want to see in the city? Is this the type of policing that you support? You know what I'm saying? As kind of the mayor that backs the blue and all of this and this and that. Or, you know, Chief Schubert, who like, you know, does, you know, he's standing with the black community, does all of these interviews and different things. And it's like he does all this PR. But like what we end up seeing, like our interaction with police officers is not, you know, some random person's interaction with Chief Schubert when he has cameras on him. It's oftentimes what we see happening in this video on the South Side or videos like it. And so I think that's the question as we move forward and, you know, for full transparency, you know, One Hood, um, along with APA and the Abolitionist Law Center are, you know, doing this process about reimagining public safety. To me, that's not public safety. Like the people are engaged in a fight and it's clearly it's like six or seven officers. You know, it's not one officer that like is fighting for his life. Like that's very different one officer and he got to get somebody off him. This was a large group of officers. It seems to me that you should be able to break up a fight between people that are not armed very easily instead of just hauling off and beating folks down. Mm-hmm. But they can't. Or just wait, let them finish and then arrest them when they're just like <laughs> tired. Like uh, right, you could do that. You know what I'm saying? If they're not, make sure they're not bothering anybody else or whatever, whatever. Um. So, will we ever see this body cam video? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But I guess, um, I, I guess we'll see. So I don't know, like where y'all want to go now. We got like a whole lot of Karens to talk about, or you know, you have brought up this conversation. Farouk about like um Aquafina, do we want to go there? Like where like where do we want you know, we, Yeah, I want him to lead this conversation in one of his like fifteen accents so we can have <laughs> so we can have this conversation. Listen. listen. <laughs> I can't like yo, first off, first off. <laughs> <laughs> I, let, me, let me let me preface it by saying this. I've been doing martial arts for 30 years now, 31 years. I yes. have never once tried to mimic any type of an Asian accent, never tried to do, can I speak yes. a little bit of Japanese? Absolutely. But do I try to sit here and pass and mock the culture and appropriate it? Nah, I draw the line at me practicing a specific portion of the immersive and massive Asian culture. I don't relegate it to some funny accent or some mockery or some interpretation or characterization. Jasir, you said you were like you was about to say something. Go on. I actually um, say that. So I'm I'm actually gonna um I'm asking Gary to pull up the video. Um, okay. Um because people might not know what we're talking about or who we're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Um there's an Asian actress um uh, slash rapper. rapper. Right. Who goes by the name Aquafina. Um, and it's, if you started at um, uh, two minutes and twenty seconds, Gary, um, and basically, all right, well, let's let's play it. This is her in the movie Ocean's Eight, or I think that's what it is. Yeah, and we don't own, you know, we don't we don't own, you know, rights to this. Don't sleep, cause she might disappear. Saw that? Wait, right? She came back though. She like she likes you. All right, let's hit it, and we're following the queen, and we're following the queen. It's our only choice. The turnover in pickpockets is huge. Where she at? Where that bitch at? Where she at? 
Phone call away. All right, that one is mine. And you know, that's even so like a queen of an accent. That's not even a New York Queens. Yeah, she's from no. Queens. It's like uh, no, she's not even from Queens. She's from the suburbs, like the suburbs. I mean, there's a lot of suburbs in Queens. So, so yeah. the none, whether the only two point five black percent of the population is African American. Okay, okay, okay. and and, and so this is so Aquafina is an Asian actor. Um, she kind of now, I guess, is going mainstream. I guess she's in Disney's new everything. film, but she's in the Shang-Chi. new Disney film Shang Chi. And so people and people talking about you know and people call this a black scent. So you see this Asian actress doing this, calling herself Aquafina. That's not her name, and doing kind of this black scent. And it's like that's how you come on. And I guess recently she had made a statement about how she only takes roles if these Asian characters are written a certain way that she's not going to be a stereotypical Asian character. And so of course black people took offense to that. Because it's like, oh, but you can stereotype black speech. Like you said, Miracle, it reminds me very much of I- Iggy Azalea. Is that her name, Iggy? It yeah. reminds me very much of Iggy when she came and she was using this like Southern black accent. And it's like, you're from Australia. From New Zealand. Like, or New Zealand, <laughs> wherever. Broke my heart, I was her biggest fan. And I was like, oh my gosh, she came out here when her, like when she first dropped out, I was like, yes, girl, you know, go on, go hard. And they're like, bro, she's not even from the South. Like, she's not even, she don't even go here. And I was like, she don't even go. Mean Girls reference. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, how do we, like, like, how how should we, and I'm asking you all, like, how should we deal with this? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, because they do that because y'all let them to the ghetto. Uh, what's that white man who always in black folks' business because he played that racist in that um and the Spike Lee movie? What's his oh, name? Oh, Michael Rappaport. Y'all Michael let Rappaport. all these people into the culture, and now we have to go back and gatekeep and kick them out and hurt their feelings. Uh, because you know y'all let that little the little rainbow man say the n word still, all type of stuff. We have to we, the the snitch. You have to, you have, we have to gatekeep our culture and say, you know what? 100%. And this is one thing we were having the conversation. My friends was talking about how, like, when the little Nas stuff happened with the baby and Boosie, you didn't see any gay people talking about, I'm going to give this person a, a gay card. I'm going to give them a gay pass. I'm going to do all this type of stuff. No, they're like, that's the ally. The ally has to do A, B, or C. There was, yeah. there was no, like, okay, I'm going to give this person an invite to the cookout, and now they can use a black scent because they like us. No. You can sit there and be like, oh, that person's my homie. They're my friend. And they're chill. There's a difference between growing up in a culture because you're in a neighborhood um, and speaking a, a way situationally. It's also a difference between code switching, but when you're just doing something to make a name for yourself, like Timothy De La Ghetto, right? You know, when you're doing something to make a name for yourself to market and gimmick, it's disrespectful and it's beyond appropriation, it's exploitation. And so you're yes. doing it in a stereotypical way and you're not bringing the culture together. So whether it's you're making a, a cookbook or a, a recipes for a culture that you're not a part of or you're doing TV shows, all type of stuff, you're stealing. And we literally have to go back and now gatekeep like this is ours. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is 
if you lived in Washington Heights, went to Puerto Rican Day Parade, all this type of stuff, nobody's going to say, oh, you're an honorary Puerto Rican. You can say this. No, they're going to be like, thank you for coming to the you know, Puerto Rican Day Parade. Have right. a good day. Black people somehow are the only culture where it's like, if you like us, we now say you're, you could be a part of us or you could exploit us. No other culture right. does that. If I go and I... um. You know, I sit and have, you know, food with my Jewish brothers and sisters. They're not going to say, oh, she's Jewish now. She can go right. and sit. No, they're going to be like, thank you for being a guest. Go home. And we now have yeah, 100%. to go home. And, and that's and how I, we change things. And I, I think you make a great point. And so, I'm going to uh, trouble after this. I think you make a great point, yeah, Erica, because you actually, like, we just saw what happened with the baby in those comments. And it was like, you know, the baby tried, you know, oh, I know mad gay people. That doesn't matter how many gay people you know. You know what I'm saying? Because we believe that you said something that was offensive. And so we're going to make sure that now you're not a part of these things that's going to be a benefit to you. You know what I'm saying? That's how we should roll. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care who you know. Because you're not black, using those words or using those accents is offensive to us. Therefore, we're going to organize to say, no, nah, you're not going to be a part of this Disney film because if you're a part of it, we're going to make sure that we don't watch it or we boycott it or whatever, whatever. And like you said, we're the only group that don't do that. We're always want somebody to cook out that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it's kind of wild that we do that. And so you're 100% right. We need to get our gatekeeping on. So I'm going to go to Treble and then Farouk. So I was sitting here trying to ponder to myself, why? Why do so many black people allow white people <laughs> to take part in black culture? And I'm like really thinking about it. And I'm like, oh wait, some black people feel like white people did them a favor by forcing them to assimilate. So now they think they're returning the favor by allowing them to take part in our culture. And it's like right. now it makes sense. You know what I'm saying it's like I empathize now because like I can understand. I don't agree with it. It's not me saying like I you know support it or in any way like endorse it. But I can see why a black person would take a white person and be like, oh yeah, bro, you can say the n word because you taught me how to read, you taught me how to speak so eloquently. You know what I'm saying it's our tap tone a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, is economic, too, man. You're trying to, you know, it's just, you know, it's cooning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Fruit. My question is, do you speak to your parents that way? Simple question. Do you speak to your parents that way? Like, do you talk to your parents? Like, yo, what's good, my nigga? You going to say that to your parents, Aquafina? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, you're not going to. A hundred percent. Your upbringing. Your parents didn't teach you to speak that way. You weren't brought 100%. up in that environment. So why are you speaking that way? Like his 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 completely com all, all facts. Miracle made a joke about me having a whole bunch of different accents. Very true. Very funny. Right? Hilarious. <laughs> I didn't. So I didn't primarily grow up with. I have two younger brothers. We have completely different accents. We didn't grow up in the same household. We didn't grow up in the same region. We didn't even really spend most of the time in the same country. So we have completely different accents. However, we all sound the same. We talk with the same uh, uh, syntax. Yeah, rhythms. Syntax, rhythms. Like, we have the same patterns, right? So I speak to my father this way. I might speak to my mom when she was alive with some more Arabic words because that's what she taught me how to speak. But that's part of my upbringing and my culture. What Aquafine is doing is no different than what fucking Chet Harrison is doing. Or Chet Harris is doing. Or Justin Bieber, who's on that fucking remix. With Chet, you mean Chet, Chet Hanks. 
Chad, Chad Hey, where the fuck that wait? Yo, listen, the blood clot Yankee waste man. Yo, we're not dealing with that man. You get me? Not dealing with that shit. But same thing with Justin Bieber. We ain't asked for him to be on that remix. We ain't asked for Justin Bieber to whitewash Afro beat. It right? didn't need no other body. It didn't need no other. Well played. Well played. Very well played. I see you. I see you, sneaky, cheeky son of a bitch. You. I see you. But, you know <laughs> but no, Aquafina has me tight. And because, like, I really want to support this Shang-Chi movie, right? What, like, I really want to support this. The whole reason I stayed away from Ocean's 8 was because of Aquafina. We had we had Rihanna in there, right? I wanted to support that. So I'm kind of torn on this. But like, yo, Nigel Beak, fam. We don't need to yeah. hear them talks coming for you no more. Nigel Beak. Nigel Beak. So um, so real quick, you know, ironically, this week, our Terry Crews of the week is actually Terry Crews. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the reasons why we call it. Go nigga. Terry, I mean, go figure. The Terry Crews of the week because, like, probably, like, 50% of the time, it actually is Terry Crews. This time, you know, if there was going to be a black celebrity that was going to defend white people not showering, like, if, like, you, it was almost 100% going to be Terry Crews. So, Terry Crews, now, although in this article, Terry Crews says he takes showers and he, like The Rock, takes a lot of showers a day, he said if you're not sweating, you do not need to take a shower. So I can't lie. In the winter time, I use that logic. I buy, I didn't sweat today. So, you know what I'm saying? It just be too cold. You feel me? Like, I don't want the, the I don't want the breeze, but, like, going on my skin after a shower. But you, sit. you know, when you use that logic trouble, you know you wrong. Like, you know, you inside me? your heart. <laughs> that like, you're I'm not going to the trip like that. But like, I'm a chilling. Right. I'm a chilling. Trouble. Trouble. You know I mean? exactly. Trouble. I got a question for you. I got a question for you, bruv. Brother to brother. You, what's up? Come in. Come in. <laughs> what's up? What's up? You get on the bed with your outside clothes, bro. <laughs> so Nate has been on me about that. I've been changing my ways. <laughs> you feel me? I just, because sometimes I don't think about it. I just come in and I just sit down. But then like, I'll get, get up like, oh with, shit, like, I'll change. Uh, not the outside clothes. Bro, don't bring like, them COVID-19 germs up in this bed, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm from the streets, bro. We didn't have the luxury of, like, night clothes, bro. It was just, no, I feel you're you sleeping with you, with you children. I, I feel you. I feel you. Pray with yourself the lights saw when you walk in and then exactly. on the outside. Did you know, I think the rats from the bubonic plague would just love to be alive right now. I feel like they would I mean, be having yo, the time think, of their lives. People don't shower. People just leave. Like they would just be out here just spreading diseases. Like as happy, I, like as a clam, just just to be alive right now. And it's just. And I get like people have mental health issues, people have accessibility issues to, to water, people try to be environmentally friendly. But there are so you can you can buy wipes. There are so many things you can do to wash yourself from head to and again, I you know, religiously yeah. it's different, you know. Some people are required to be clean and so therefore they know how to be clean. 
And I do that. And I get that maybe other religions and cultures didn't teach people how to be clean. And so I try to, like, but it just, it's, I don't get why people don't take showers and baths. It's so easy. You just turn the water on, put soap from head to toe. You can do like a five minute bath for the military folks. Talk to the military folks. They can tell you how to take a full head to toe, deep clean bath, like in four minutes. Absolutely. Let me, I'm going to say this real quick because I got a hard stop at seven. I got things to do. Um, there's a whole bunch of, oh yeah you know there's a look at your serious face because he's frozen that's hilarious um we have a whole bunch of relief efforts out right now for the afghan people for the lebanese for the haitians um we want to encourage everybody to stay away from the red cross please stay away from the red cross um there's a website up right now called uh, li- uh, uh live where you can f- direct funds to the lebanese people um, by the end of 2021, 70% of all of the Lebanese citizens will not have access to safe water. Almost 50% of the country is in poverty right now. Um, so this is just one of many websites where you can donate and they go directly to the people, not through a filter system, not through a middleman um, such as the Red Cross. So there's, uh, if you're looking to donate, if you're looking to be a part of the aid and relief efforts, there are Afghan organizations, there are Lebanese organizations, there are Haitian organizations that you could direct all your funds and attention to. And we urge all people to share those efforts. And um, please, you know, give what you can where you can. You know, uh, we, we, you know, we understand not everybody's in a position that's fortunate enough to give, but whatever you can do, please do. Yeah, um, and I, I know Jasiri had to hop off, but one of the conversations we want to talk about with our Karen of the week, uh, is, he, is he back for the Karen of the week? Yes, I'm, He's I'm, back. My computer, I'm leaving. I'm my computer uh, had to take a shower. My computer just said, like, yo, chill out for a second. Like, <laughs> just, it just shut down. So I'm back, you know, once, you know, for, hold on, let me let me make sure. See, bam, see, it's like Farouk is because we're twins today. Um, yeah, the counter week was kind of wild. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know. Have, have you had, you walk dogs, Miracle? Have you had a situation like this happen? I had a lady co- try to call the cops on me because she didn't like that the child was in the car, but no, I haven't had anyone stop me from walking my dog. So this is our care. Let's, let's, let's watch a little bit of our care of the week. Great. Uh-huh. Over there? Okay, fuck so that's you. why you call it. You know what? Fuck you reporting me right now. Okay. Fuck you reporting uh-huh. me. And okay. You're dumb shit. Okay. Fuck you and your fucking phone. Okay. So rude. Get the fuck out of here. I live here. How long have you lived here? It doesn't matter. Like a fucking month? Doesn't matter. Get the fuck out of here. Make me. Oh, so she bold because I would have been like, Bitches like you are the reason cell phones are a thing these days. Okay, oh, what does that Get mean? The fuck out of here. Yeah, what is she trying to say? Like she's just mad. She's mad at cell phones. This guy lived here for a year and a half. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going anywhere, woman. What, what is wrong with you? I'm not going anywhere. I'm walking my dog. What is your problem, Karen? Don't what is your problem? Come up here. I'll call the cops. I will call the cops. Look at this. Look at this. Back it up. Remember the movie Sparta? She would have got kicked right in her chest. Sparta. 
Get your fucking Get your ass out of my fucking face. Really? What is wrong that's, with you? That's, 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 what is wrong with you? That's really? That's not. What is wrong with you? I wasn't doing anything. I'm walking my dog. I am walking my dog. Get your fucking arm out of I'm not going anywhere. Nobody's on you. You need to go. Shout out to the ally who was like, not today. Hey, hey, hey. Like going down. He it was like today. It was like when she called her Karen, it touched the Karen and like her inner Karen. It's like, call her name. I mean, it's just, it's just super wild. Right. It was like, what? It was like the Karen, like, processed out of her. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, thank God for cell phones. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, because, and hopefully, We'll find out this woman's name. Hopefully, she'll lose her job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, but but it's that idea of like, you know, you live here, and it's 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 weird that like, and I don't, I guess because we grew up black, I don't understand the agency of feeling like because I live in a neighborhood now, I'm like, I'm like a deputy cop or sheriff, and it's my responsibility to police my neighborhood, everything that's going on. I just, I don't, I don't understand that concept or philosophy, but obviously these white people, I mean, because we have, I mean, it's about 10 Karen stories that we can't even get to about these white women doing mad, wild stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes, including one who likes to run an Instagram account. <laughs> Talk about that. Talk about that miracle. So, so this woman decided to write on an Instagram account talk about call so you want to talk about. And knowingly ran this Instagram account as a Caucasian person because she wanted to talk about all types of things racial. However, she was also aware that people thought that she was a black author. And she waited a good year and almost a half to sit there and say, you know what, I'm not this black person. But I've got a book deal and I've got millions of followers and I got some endorsements and some influence money. But now I see the error of my ways. Do, do we know how to pronounce the black author's name? Is it, is it, uh, uh, um, I, you know, I'm terrible with pronunciation. I thought it was Ajima Olu. I'm Ajima not- Olu. We're, we're going to, Ajima Olu, her book is So You Want to Talk About Race. It's our white pages of the week. And so just like you said, this white woman started this. So you want to talk about and, you know, this black woman author actually reached out to the Instagram account to say, who are you? Who's running this account? Because everybody was assuming that it was her because of the tremendous success of her book. But, you know, the person didn't respond to her, didn't answer her. And after, you know, much people, you know, so black people and, you know, shout out to black women because they will gather together and call your ass out. You know what I'm saying? And so now you want to do a, I'm sorry, I'm going to change the name, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, after you got two million followers, after you got a book deal, and basically after you use this black labor to become famous and black day to become famous. And it's like, that's not allyship. If you want to have a conversation about race, how about you name your Instagram account? White woman wants to talk about race. Name it like I think she the coin. She definitely exactly. owes her some money for that. She definitely needs to write her some coin. What she should do, what she should have done is turn over the whole account to this black woman offer and say, you know what? Since I built this fortunately off of your book success and your labor, I will turn this account and these followers over to you and you run it. And she needs to start her own damn thing from scratch. You know, her own, you know, 
Karen talks about race, whatever the hell she wants to call it. You know what I'm saying? Because she still has millions of followers. She still has a book deal. All those put on hold. And so, yeah, we need to nah, nah. That's not allyship. So shout out to, we hope we're pronouncing your name correctly. Um, the book is, so you want to talk about race. That's our white page of the week. Get it and support directly this black woman who, uh, and I really love what she talked about. She's not interested in the memification of race conversation that she wants to have real detailed, deep conversations on race. So shout out to her and the great work that she's doing. Um, in this field. Um, any other things that we got before we close? If you want to, I'll also too, like, go to our One Hood Twitter account. We didn't even get to the, the Pennsylvania black dude that pulled up in the wrong stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that billboard was crazy. Billboard, but it's currently on our One Hood Twitter account, so go to our One Hood Twitter, at One Hood on Twitter, and pull that up. Just being black and driving through, like Miracle said, Pennsylvania can be scary. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, shout out to that person who recorded that. Anything else before we close? Gots to be more careful. Yes. Um, anything yes, else before we close? Do you have any never lose sight, Miracle? Never lose sight. You know, um, there is going to be a lot of people. Well, we have one family right now from Afghanistan who's resettling. There may be more. So as a community, let's come together. Let's not only support um, people who are resettling here, but also let's support our local community uh, neighbors who are in need. Let's really show up. This pandemic is still like wreaking havoc. Even before this pandemic, a lot of people were in need of support. So like show up where you can, volunteer. Oh, yes. Wooksy Woogie, this is why we love you. You're like our honorary like fifth member since you know we're growing. Um, we are nominated for things uh best facebook page and best poc business um for the best of uh pittsburgh city paper so go online to um no pittsburgh city paper i believe.com you know yeah. vote for one hood media um and, you and, also, you know, i was going to say you also can if you want to nominate us as one of pittsburgh's cultural treasures you know what i'm saying you can go to heinz.org Heinz is asking folks to nominate cultural treasures um, in the city. And so, you know, if you want to go on Heinz.org and nominate um, One Hood for a cultural treasure, in P- I think just Miracle alone is a cultural treasure. But if you want to nominate our whole organization <laughs> as a cultural treasure, please do that. That would be that would be nice um, as well. Um, until tomorrow at 12, you know, conversations about mental health are and more important now than ever. And then also tomorrow at 7 o'clock is Ask a Black Doctor. Miracle is actually going to be moderating the conversation. This might be the most lit Ask a Black Doctor ever. It's so... Listen, don't weird. talk to me reckless because we're talking about vaccines tomorrow. Tell you tell your friends to tune in, but don't don't be talking about reckless as we talk about these masks and these vaccines for these kids. Well, I always miracle. I always tell people like, come ask the questions. Like, don't don't like wait till the show is over and ask me. Cause guess what? I ain't a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't give you an informed scientific piece. But guess what? We'll have three doctors on, two black doctors, one the teenage doctor. Like. Come ask these doctors these questions. You know, if you have 
questions about Delta and Lambda, if you have questions about vaccinations and the possibility of a booster shot and what that means for folks. Um, I saw that there was a question about like the fact that even, you know, talking about how the U.S. gets booster shots and there's a lot of countries that haven't even got the first vaccine shot that want the vaccine shot. So, right, children are getting sick. A lot of children are getting sick. ICU beds are filling up. So come ask. That's why we have it. It's called Ask a Black Doctor. So if you have questions, if you have information that you want to see, is this legitimate or is this something that somebody just put together on Instagram and start sharing around? Come ask a black doctor tomorrow, 7 p.m. It's for you to ask your questions. Treat miracle respect. Treat the doctors with respect. Just ask the question. You don't have to get, it's not, you know, debating. Ask the doctors a question and they'll do their best to answer it if they can. So tomorrow, 7 o'clock, ask a black doctor. Um, holla at us. I think that's it, right? All right, well, we will see y'all next week. We hope it's less white supremacy. We know it probably won't be. You know what I'm saying? We're thankful that there are no bubonic plague rats, but I'm fascinated at happy bubonic plague rats in 2021. We're happy they're not around. But if they were here, they'd be getting down. They'd be partying. They'd be celebrating. So see y'all next week. Peace. One hood. They suck the blood of the poor and the wipe their mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying.